Welcome to Your Health Guide, your how-to prescription for better health, translating cutting-edge research for your everyday life. Join naturopath and health educator Lawrence Katsaris for practical tips and insights to help you on your wellness journey. Hi, I'm Lawrence Katsaris and this is Your Health Guide. I'm with naturopath Claire Murray where we continue part two of our discussion on how to detox your environment. In the first part of this series, Claire told us about the main toxic chemicals that we're exposed to and the products they are found in. In this episode, Claire gives us more tips on how to remove these chemicals from our home, how to make this process easy, affordable, and what products we should prioritize. Claire, so far we've discussed what toxins we should be making the effort to avoid and what products they're commonly found in. But what are tips or priorities that you have for someone making this transition? Is there a place that we should be starting? Yes, the best and probably most powerful place that you can start, I would say, is eliminating plastics. That can be a really, really very, very powerful place to start. So I would say section out an hour in your diary in an afternoon that works for you, so Sunday afternoon or even the day before you do your weekly grocery shop and just go through your whole entire kitchen and do a bit of an audit. Like what kind of containers are you using? Where is there plastic? So it's time to make a note of those and then on your next shop transition them over to glass or stainless steel is an option as well so think about all of those areas that we might forget so that's things like lunch boxes or drink bottles as well as those things like plastic that we might just store pantry items in but the biggest thing to stress here especially is to really really stop heating any food in plastic that's like the number number one to stop that now yeah and the thing that I find a lot of people forget about is, okay, I mightn't heat things up in plastic, but I'm putting food that's hot that I've just cooked in plastic, which is essentially the same kind of yes. thing. That heat is then able to leach those plasticizers out and then it then gets into your food, which is why heating is so bad, but it's nearly as bad to be putting hot food in, in plastics. So I like what you're saying there. Basically do a stock take and mm-hmm. go, okay, I need these kind of large containers or I need a lunchbox or whatever it is that you or the family are using mm-hmm. and look at getting them in glass containers. Now you've got great ideas about where to be getting cheap versions of those glass containers as well, don't you? Yes, yeah, such an easy thing that so many people forget about is all of the jars that we buy our food in. So just wash them up and keep them and store all of your food in there. And that hasn't cost you any more money. Like that's such an inexpensive way to get started. So, you know, if you're buying um, olives or passata or, you know, anything like that that comes in glass, just hang on to those and start storing all of your pantry items in things like that. Yeah, nice. Really easy. Yeah, and then there's some of those resources, those website resources you've talked about or other places it's really easy to be getting glass containers now as well that you can be storing in when it comes to plastics probably one thing to be aware of is if we are using plastics like when we're looking at the plastic and the recycle number as we know that there's certain plastics that are I guess more harmful than than others Mm. and when we're looking at the the recycle triangle and then we see the number in those that's reflective on the type of compounds that are in that plastic and the numbers one three six and seven tend to be the more toxic plastics and you'll find these in certain products like one would be used in um, your classic sort of drinking bottles like your 
single-use bottled water that you get. Well, they're meant to be single-use, but if we hang on to them and keep using them, that's when it becomes a problem. As so oh, many well, of us unfortunately problem. do. Yeah. yeah, and I guess on that, it's, that's another thing is in, you know, in summer, um, some people might leave those water bottles in their car, they're yeah. getting heated, but not just that is what is that product been through in its life before you picked it up out of the fridge or before you picked it off the shelf at the supermarket, for mm. instance? Was it sitting in loading docks in the back of trucks getting heated, in which case those plastic was leaching um, plasticizers into that water? So avoiding plastics that have the recycle number one, three, six, and seven in the recycle triangle on them, and the lesser of evil, not saying that they're completely safe, but lesser of evil is the two, four, and fives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Immediately this week, we make an hour before we go do our shop or an hour or sometime on the weekend, we do a stock take through the kitchen and we find where it is that we've got plastics that we're storing our foods in and certain and make a list and we can go buy new containers. Mm-hmm. Often that's going to be replacing Tupperware containers and lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. We stop heating in plastics immediately. Yes. And then as we transition to glass containers, then we stop putting hot food in those plastics, which is nice and easy. Yep. Um, what else is it that we need to be doing uh, pretty much immediately or prioritising? Yeah, from there, I think start then looking at all of the areas, all of these uh, cleaning products, all of these personal care products that come into contact with your body each and every day. So... You know, we may not consciously think about this, but every time we wash our clothes, the residue of that laundry liquid, you know, that's coming into contact with us. Every time that we wash our dishes, the uh, the dishwashing liquid that we use, the residue of that, you know, we pick that up next time we use that, um, you know, that plate or that knife or that fork, you know. So just, I would say, really systemically or systematically go through your homes. So the three predominant rooms are your laundry, your kitchen and your bathroom and figure out the areas where these compounds are working their way into these products. And then as we were talking about uh, towards the start, just do a bit of research, figure out the products that you do have to, sw- to swap over, spend a bit of time getting prepared. And then as you run out of these products, make that swap over. So in your laundry, be looking at your laundry powder or your laundry liquid. Also be thinking about your fabric softener and your bleach. Uh, In your kitchen, we've already gone over all the plastic side of things, but also think of your dishwashing liquid or your um, dishwasher tablets and uh, all of the cleaning products for your kitchen. And then for your bathroom, we have that dual thing of all of the cleaning products, you know, which can be quite strong and quite nasty, um, but also all of your personal care products you know like soap shampoo conditioner um, makeup and also don't forget about your deodorant and also perfume as well containing those fragrances yeah okay great and one thing i was thinking as well is for the kitchen uh, cooking utensils as well yeah, so some of us are using um, cheap plastic cooking utensils you can see those sometimes be heating up and flaking off mm-hmm. and there's also um, some concerns around certain cooking pots yeah. but you know i think that's sort of the next level as well i think what you're talking about here is some really easy and easy steps that we can to be making and that we can be very practical mm-hmm. to just implement without having to kind of buy a whole new interiors for our house yes exactly so you, you what you've got there is quite the list but i like the idea of basically doing a stock take so do a stock take of those three areas of the kitchen of the bathroom mm-hmm. and of the laundry and you've listed out some of those main products and you've informed us about what we're looking for and 
you did touch on there about it will take a little bit of time. Like I'm going to, I'm going to need to do some research to do this. Mm. And I guess we just need to be aware that there is a transitionary period. It may just like when we start anything new, be a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not just the same as going and picking up the same cleaning product that you've always bought or the same personal care product that you've always bought. There will be a little bit of time involved in that, but you're investing in your health and you're investing in your future, essentially. Totally, yeah. Make it easy for yourself and just carve out a little bit of time to look into what your options are. So whether that's you know that you have a cleaning product that's running out, so you just spend a couple of extra minutes in the aisle at the shopping, you know, at the supermarket the week before and you just go, oh, okay, like I'm just sussing out my options because you know if it comes to the next week and you've got 10 minutes to get all of your groceries for the week you're just going to grab the one that you always have and so just I think be prepared and and do your research and it makes it really really easy Mm, yeah and especially if I say to to clients that come and see me is that you're spending time and money to come and get my advice but there's something that's free is that you also sitting down and spending just a little bit of time of making sure you're implementing that Mm. so as you're saying do spend down just carve out a little bit of time and and look through some of those websites or go to the shops and have a look about where you can be alternatives that you can be getting for those products and when it comes to cleaning products for the home a lot of those are easily available through your main supermarket chains as well yeah and even beyond like once you stop doing a detox as well like this is something that'll have great impacts on your health so i think it's really worthwhile Mm. now is there any other priorities or tips that you've got for people making this transition yeah i think we could there's a few extra that we could go over in the home specifically so from that perspective of the phthalates and the synthetic fragrances that can have that real uh, endocrine disrupting or hormone hormone disrupting effect a really big place that that can crop up in the home is air fresheners um so you know that's like the automated air fresheners or the one that you can um plug into the wall or even like those little um, pine tree air fresheners that we can put into our car i really recommend moving away from them and making a swap that's really easy to do you know you could be using things like nice natural room sprays or essential oils that kind of thing because those air fresheners have got those phthalates in them those fragrances which have been shown to be harmful yep also have a look through your home probably bathroom especially and see if there's any mold and that's going to be a really uh, big priority to eliminate because that's quite Uh, a severe or very strong biotoxin in itself so whether or not that needs to get looked into a bit further but trying to use as many natural cleaning agents as possible to remove that as well like clove is perfect yeah clove is yeah yeah and you know there's some things in our home that we can't necessarily change too much like if we have paint uh, on the walls that's releasing you know um compounds or if we have flame retardants in our furniture or if we just lay down new carpet or something like that then a really cool way to combat those um, compounds that those things can be releasing over time, as well as, you know, the pollution that might be coming in through the window or the cleaning products that we might be using, is getting some indoor plants because they help to absorb a lot of those toxins, which is really, really cool. So things like aloe vera or bamboo or a peace lily, they can be really wonderful to have around the home as well. And they're easy plants to keep alive. Yes, which is good. Which is great, yeah. (laughs) And I think that probably the other, the people who could be prioritising this as well is those people who might be doing the, if you're doing a detox for a preconception care plan because you're planning to start a family. Definitely. Or if you 
are trying to clean up your environment because you are pregnant, I think we really need to be basically prioritising all of these right now. Yes, definitely. Now, I am aware that we've talked about a lot and sometimes it it may seem a little bit doom and gloom for people who might just be coming across this information for the first time and that I don't want it to sound difficult and I don't want it to sound all quite devastating. And I think that probably just to put that in context is, as you were saying, we might be getting pollution coming through the window from... Uh, the maybe if we live near a main road or we've got certain products in our house that will be releasing chemical compounds that we're not necessarily going to be getting rid of but it comes into that idea that I've talked about on a previous podcast with naturopath Erica Smith about the fact that we are all exposed to chemicals and toxins in our life but it's about whether our body can handle that and I guess Mm. if you feel that you've got something in your life that is impacting on your health that's where seeing a naturopath can really help balance that out for you because they'll help prioritize maybe avoiding those whether it's a particular food or a particular environmental toxin Mm -hmm. but also being able to support your unique physiology to be able to handle that because in the room that we are right now you might be handling something in that room better than I could and that's probably because my detoxification ability may need just additional support with that Mm -hmm. not that we would notice it acutely but if that was day in day out then one of us might sort of start to notice that so I guess I'm just saying uh, and I'm keen for your input on this about putting it in context and Mm. that we can get support that if we are exposed to some things it's not the end of the world obviously Mm. but if we can clean up our life and our environment immediately around us as much as possible we give our health the best chance Yeah, definitely. And I think let's look at it as increasing our resiliency as much as possible because there are these things in our environment and so it's really nice to just make peace with that fact but also be empowered and feel like you have the power as a person to change what you can. And that's why we go through things like the home care, uh, the cleaning products and the personal care products because they're very easy to change. So, yes, it is that initial transition but then, you know, it just becomes your new normal. Like you just reset and you just basically swap over to using natural products like it becomes quite easy after a while and then those things that we can't necessarily change like just work on building up your resiliency to them because your body you know it can be a situation where you can cope with them it's just about putting your body in the right place yeah and a practitioner can help identify that for you and help support it uniquely in you because it would be different in each of us and I think that sums it up perfectly I think it is a transition and like when we start anything new there is a a bit of a, a challenging period but then once we start to do that as you say it becomes the new normal yeah. and investing a little bit of time and effort now really sets us up for the future and as we've seen from these chemicals is it's not just our future it's also our future generations because these chemicals are passed on through generations so it'll actually be affecting the health of not only us but also our children which I think is you know nice and makes it even more relevant yeah and how cool to have the opportunity to do that yeah I think. yeah definitely so you've provided some really great practical tips there Claire about where in our lives we are looking for these toxins what we're looking for on labels Uh, how we go about transitioning across to these and some resources where we can be finding these products and some really like practical and prioritized tips about how we implement that in our lives. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Your Health Guide. Any resources or links discussed in the episode can be found at metagenics.com.au. To help you continue on your health journey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this episode useful, please rate and review us. 
If you have any questions about how this information could relate to your health condition, please go and speak to your natural healthcare practitioner who can provide you with specific advice for your health needs.